episode number 433. So if you go online and you look to see, you know, how much does somebody at the front of the house in a restaurant example make, you're going to see data that's based on pay decisions that were made anywhere from nine to 24 months ago. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, I hope you're fired up today, ready to get some fuego in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But after this show, folks, I think you're going to want to think about the hiring process, what you're paying people, what you're worth. There's so many things that we can do, uh, obviously, on our worth, on our value with when it comes to wages, when it comes to money. And and it goes both sides, obviously, the business and the the, uh, employer and the employee. Both are valuable, but now more than ever, we have data. We have so much different things. Uh, and I'm bringing you a legend of the game, too. He also was on a submarine. We're going to get into that. Mr. Kerry Sparrow. Kerry, are you ready to be real? Yep, I sure am. Thanks for having me. And uh, on behalf of the folks at Wagescape, I, uh, I appreciate being able to talk to your audience. It is my pleasure, my guy. First, I want to say thank you for your service. Over 35 years of engineering military consultation experience as a, also a U.S. Navy submarine officer, uh, serving on several nuclear submarines, guys. I was down in San Diego. We saw one of those down there. Beautiful, incredible. Um, they, they can still keep generating with that nuclear power. It's just in kind of incredible when you really think about it. And uh, and just like there was like 5,500, I think, people they said on one of those submarines or something like that or something crazy like that. It's amazing. A, a huge, small city right there, uh, you know, on the on the submarine. So absolutely incredible i'm sure experience part of the submarining uh they always say is that, like you're you're you're, want, you're you're wanting to travel the world was that something that was always in your heart uh, uh, as a young young buck well i say if you're interested in going into submarines and you want to see the world you're going to be largely disappointed because you're underwater got uh, you i was in the navy after after college for eight years uh serving on a couple of uh submarines and went uh, about three quarters of the way around the world and saw almost none of it. Because uh, wow, so. it was all underwater. All underwater. Wow. Is that an interesting feeling being underwater like that? Not really. It's more like, uh, I mean, there's definitely, it's it's a, a, a very interesting job. Um, mm-hmm. But the being underwater part, uh, you don't think about so much. Uh, it's more over. like going to work in a building with no with no windows. Right. You know, so right. Um, there are occasionally things that remind you that you're underwater. Like if a hurricane goes on top of you, yeah. you'll know. Um, you'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel it down there. Yeah. And so, how will you uh, feel it down there? Will it just be like vibrations? Will it be like just crazy movement? I know because like the rocking of a boat, for instance. You know yeah. what I mean? But a lot of us have never been down underwater like that. So would it feel the same way, like a rocking like that, or? Well, normally, um it's not at all like being on a boat on, on the surface. It's very, very stable. Right. Uh, there'll be the hum of machinery in the background. And if you're going really fast, there'll be some vibration in the floor, mm. but for the most part, it's just a smooth, steady platform. Wow. But if the weather's really bad up top, or if you're operating close to the surface, then the waves will knock you around a little bit. And so that's when you submarines, get are no- submarines are notorious for being easily seasick. Oh, wow. Uh, Cause it's like, you know, especially when you're c- on the surface. You're like in a can, 
that that just rolls back and forth. Oh yeah, <laughs> you get a real you get the real effect in that thing. Uh, so then after all the experience, I see you have a ton of it also experience after the military. Um, but then getting into uh, Wagescape, as far as like what gave you this idea of looking into the data all around, obviously the hiring market. I know as a social media uh, agency, that's one of the biggest things we have right now. Customers are trying to find more and more employees because you can go build a new restaurant. But if you don't have a line cook and you don't have a hostess and you don't have the people that are willing to do the job, you're you're out of luck in many right. cases. And, uh, and no need to get new customers because, uh, you know, you you need to have the the, the those pieces in, uh, you know, in line so that people have a good experience. No one wants to wait at a restaurant for 100 years. You know, you right. typically want to walk in sit down, get seated, have your meal and walk out. You know what I mean? We don't want to, you know, sit for 500 years to, to get seated. And then, you know, and then some of these businesses there, unfortunately, um, they're just at capacity because of, of wages of payment. I know in California, that's the biggest thing, $15 an hour. And you have companies trying to figure out automation and what can I do differently, but it's never going to change. Wages are very, very valid and important data point. But what gave you this idea? Because I think it's a really cool idea. Well, so I started getting the idea for Wagescape uh, back uh, like seven, eight, nine years ago. Uh, And I'm, you know, I'm fundamentally a geek at heart. I've got an engineering background. I've got, you know, an economics background. I was in consulting Mm -hmm. uh, and in on the corporate side and the information that's available around pay when you take a step back and you look at it is just awful. When you look at how how that information is collected, you've got these companies that go out and collect information on on what companies are currently paying their employees. Right. They're required by law to wait a number of months before they publish that. They're required mm-hmm. by law to not share which companies they, you know, the the data is specifically coming from. Mm. Um, it's so based it's on industry. Cases. It's just the whole industry and never a, a specific right. company. Yeah. Gotcha. So if you go online and you look to see, you know, how much um, does somebody at the front of the house in a restaurant example make, right. right. You're going to see data that's based on pay decisions that were made anywhere from nine to nine to 24 months ago wow. using traditional sources. And, wow. and the reasons behind that have to do with kind of historical limitations for how data was collected. But, Around 10 years ago, those reasons started to become less and less valid. And I compared mm. what's going on with information on pay to what's going on with like financial information in the markets. You can know right now exactly how much a company is worth. I mean, right, right. You can know how much you're going to have to pay for a stock down right. to a penny. Absolutely. Now. Right. And, and, and that'll change by the end of the day. Right. But with pay, you know, a so, perfectly valid answer historically is, you know, if you wanted to know what to pay a marketing manager, for example, is, well, the, you know, the middle of, of the range is about 75,000, but could it be, be as low as, as, you know, 60 and as high as 125? Right. So know, it's just this big range of like double, double yeah. the income from 60 to 125 right. is double the, you yeah. know, uh, amount. So it's like, yeah, obviously we all want to go yeah, get the 125, but you might be getting the 60, yeah. you know, in, in right. your market because of obviously the market conditions, climate, et cetera. And 60 for some people in some markets in many markets is totally fine. You know, making six, five, six grand a, a month, uh, you know, consistently is a great job for many people, you know? So, so I, I looked at that situation and said, well, that's, you know, garbage um, for lack of a better term. There's a better way to do this because more and more, 
in more and more instances, you can just go online and see what people are, you know, hiring for. And right, right. Go so, look at the ad, look at the employment right. ads. But basically. that's a lot of work, right? I mean, to go online and true. And so the idea was true. to create technology that we go do that. And so we, you know, we we go out and we look at you know millions of of job ads just in the U.S. every day. Gotcha. We actually track data from about sixty countries. But I'll just talk in the U.S. Uh, right, right. Like, like about 10 million pages a day and we pull all that together and we put it together in a in a form that people can actually use and they can see you know for any given job in any given market how much are our companies paying for them right now wow you know? and and what's that going to look like because it takes a while to hire people so what's that going to look like for the next few months because restaurants are a great example if you're paying you know your your kitchen staff 1450 an hour right which is low is low today absolutely, uh, absolutely. To you. right and somebody literally right down the street is going to pay seven, 17 an hour or even 15 50 an hour they will walk right um because it's that important to them they're not you know the, you know ideas it's a about job where it's a job where it's like hey no worries if and there's a lot two, of two bucks more an hour like, like let's go you know like right it totally so, makes sense i mean it totally makes it and fundamentally many of these jobs Yes, robots. Yes, AI. Yes, self-checkout. There are things that are going to impact these jobs. Let's be real. Let's be real. But there's many jobs that are not going to be impacted completely for a long time because they want the personality. You come for the entertainment. You come for the experience. You want to talk to the checker. You want to have that relationship with your local, you know, you know, cashier, etc. In many markets, and that's not going to change for a really long time. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be the self-checkout to get the fast purchase, but there's always going to be that long kind of the experience. You're there for the experience of shopping. You're there for the experience of the restaurant. You don't want it to be waiting for 100 million years, but we, you know, we want to talk to somebody. We don't want to enter a robot. The more time, I mean, there are a lot of technology now, obviously, in restaurants. So they're finding ways in the back end of how to get people paid, obviously, with these little, you know, the kiosks and many different things to help speed up the process and, and maybe uh, uh, run with less employees. But many things it's going to be hard to do in a restaurant, you know, or a car wash or many, many places like that. It's going to be hard. The robot's going to mess your car up if you get the robots doing it too much. And next thing you know, he's punching holes in your car and you're like, oh, my God, Uh, it it might be a while. Who knows? But it might be a while. Now, there might be robots helping the, you know, get it faster and clean so that the guy or gal on the final test does a little less work, uh, you know, like in many jobs. But, uh, you know, completely autom- you know, automating many of these jobs are hard to do. It's going to be hard to right. be a long way. But there's well, there's there's a valid job there, you know. So, yep. uh, well, it's a more complicated job now, too, because you took away, you know, with automating things, you took away a piece of this job over here and a piece of this job over here and a piece of this job over here. But now the people that are left have to cover, you know, all multiple jobs. areas as opposed right. to one. Right. right. And so. So now suddenly your your who you need in those jobs looks different too. A little and higher level, a little higher level. Where do you find them and what do you need to to pay for them? And and so companies, so companies for the longest time were going along and they could figure this stuff out because wages were going up two to four percent a year, which is basically not very much. We were we enjoyed a very long period of expansion, low inflation in the United States. Uh, we hadn't seen inflation like we're seeing it right now since I was in high school, and that was a really long time ago. Um, and so the uh, um, when the pandemic hit, suddenly you had lockdowns, you had COVID restrictions and remote work, but burst on the scene. Right. So, so not so much like the, 
the you know so you had trouble finding the retail workers, the restaurant workers, the warehouse workers, the folks that actually had to be there. But everybody else now you could find anywhere, anywhere right. in the country. And, right. And so how do you think about where those folks are and how to attract them and what you need to pay for them suddenly became a very different problem. And then companies for the first time in like 30 years responded by jacking up wages in a big way. The advertised wages in the US went up 20% a year for the first or for the first 24 months in the pandemic wow. after the pandemic. Wow. Right. Which was unheard of. Wow. Uh, and, and, and then someone really, went too fast and then now they're firing them all. Like they went, right. do you think it was like too crazy? Well, like, do you think it was like kind of crazy? Cause they were just going. Free, I, I free think really? they were responding, you know, businesses were responding to in the way that they, they could. Um, right. But, uh, and now a lot of businesses are trimming back, but we're still, you know, seeing record numbers of jobs. Oh yeah. Oh, added yeah. to the economy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and more, probably more businesses that are, that are being created too. So you have, Tons more new entrepreneurs, tons more of those people looking to hire too. So you even have more businesses looking to hire, I think. That's right. And yeah. it's interesting. I mean, we could talk about the whole remote work uh, considerations for yeah. a while, how that right. pendulum was swinging back and forth. Uh, right. It just depends on the business probably. It probably depends on the the work climate, the environment, the owner, the founder, the vision. But many of those jobs can be done some of them remotely because it can be more efficient. You can get better talent. Hey, you don't need to just focus on your, your, you know, your job pool locally. Let's get the best talent in the world to work for you. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense. You know, like if you live in some small town where there's not many options for people to, you know, hey, I'm putting an ad out. No one's really coming. To, let's go out and find the world. You know, that's kind of what the, yeah. the pandemic taught everybody is that there's just many things outside of just our limitations of, of our local arena for work. But in many yeah. cases, it can't be right for every situation, but it, it, it has impacted, obviously, let's be real, commercial real estate and mm -hmm. many things because the work environment has changed. Now, more people are working more successfully using the assets they have at their own house, at their own real estate. And then we don't need that extra real estate. You know what I mean? Right. There's a percentage that we don't need. That doesn't mean we're not working harder. That doesn't mean we're not growing and 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 and, uh, and building, developing, et cetera. Yep. You're just giving the people the ability to work from wherever they like. The yeah. ability to to give them that freedom, and I think people are more happy when they have that freedom. I think they are more happy when they have that autonomy of, hey, if I hit my goals, if I, every role is different, but if in sales, for instance, if I hit my goals, I hit my things. Hey, no worries, you be outside, man. You do your thing, you have fun. As long as you're doing your your, your accountability and you're you're keeping your, why do you need to be in the office? You're, you're holding me back. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, but then many roles you need to be in the office. So I, I do think that it depends on the situation. But like you said more more uh, employment than ever. So take take me into this, Carrie. What type of industries do you find right now are synergizing best with the Wagescape? Well, so we track data across all industries, right? right. So we track about 80% of all the new jobs in the US and in most developed countries, right? Wow, so so you're just tracking huge perspective on the, you talk to a statistician, they would salivate for that kind of sample rate, right? And right. Um, um, so we're able to see the whole the whole economy and and the story is really different depending on where you sit, right? You've got some parts of the economy. Uh, it started with bigger tech uh, companies last year and uh, financial services companies, and then it's right. migrated to other big companies are really rationalizing a lot of what they built up in response to the the growth in the during and, and immediately after the pandemic. Mm. Um, but there's still a ton of companies out there that are growing really fast. Like everything I just said doesn't really apply so much to healthcare. Healthcare has been growing super fast. Yeah. Um, their wages have been going up faster than any other sector. 
their advertised wages have been going up faster than any other sector. Right. But you look, you know, across all other all other sectors, and the general story is still strong hiring growth, still uh, strong wage growth, historically strong wage growth uh, in particular. Right. But that picture may look very different in Dallas, Texas, compared to Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, so that's another big part of the story, which is that the situation is now completely different depending on what job you're talking about or what what location you're talking about. And it's going to be it's going to stay that way. It's going to stay different. Um, it's not going to really stabilize out. We don't think that makes so. sense. So it's it just based on where you live as well as obviously what industries you're in. But I was watching an interview, for instance, with like with like the IBM folks, and she's talking about how they've hired tons of new artificial intelligence jobs, which they yeah. never had. So just think about all the new jobs that we are afraid of with AI that now we are going to be having for the future. So you might not know about it. You might not be doing it today, but that's why I always say like kind of learn a little bit about it with chat GBT and chat some of these yeah. stuff because, because it's the future. And if you have some of these foundational skills, it's something you can use to leverage the next job, whether you're a professional at AI or not, someone's going to have to learn about it. Someone's going to have to do it. And your skills that you have today can be leveraged to get that next job because most of them are going to be using some stuff like that, you know, and, and, yeah. and are basically having roles where they never had that role five years ago, that that role so, never existed. Chat GTP really like exploded on the scene, I think, way faster than I certainly th I oh, thought yeah. it would. But as soon as I saw it, like the same day I saw it, every member of my leadership team, which we're a really small, nimble company, uh, right. uh, was already trying it out. And I got on the phone with my marketing director and I was like, have you seen this? She's like, yeah, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and stuff that used to take, you know, two or three Hours. weeks is now yes. taking five minutes to yes. do because yes. I don't have to, you know, sit there and brainstorm all the different the ways. Summaries like, and the brainstorming yeah. and all that all kind of stuff is edit when it comes out. Right. Yes. And so uh, yes. huge. And it's made it really apparent to a lot of people. Here's the here's some of the potential of AI. Most of AI you don't even see every day. You know, oh, yeah. there's, we talk about self-driving cars, but even in existing cars, there's a ton of AI uh, that's built in. They just don't call it that necessarily. Oh, yeah. There's a um, new one too. I saw a slides AI, which is, uh, it's a, a Google, it's a Google extension. So it works with Google slides. Yeah. All you do folks, you feed it the text that you want to put it in the presentation. Then it automatically creates your presentation for you. Wow. You that tell so how many incredible. slides you want. You tell me how many slides you want. You tell it kind of the little theme. It looks pretty dang good. We just did one for my sports car business where we're doing a, a kind of a teaching people about how to sell sports cars on eBay and whatnot and things like that. Just an informational thing for one to give back to customers, um, you know, because people are buying cars and maybe want to resell them, et cetera. But yeah, we, we realized, hey, like there's so many tools out there outside of just chat GBT, but it's all from using the chat GBT uh, like the, the as an engine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's using that as API and it's using that as an engine that all these new cool tools are going to be coming just to save us time. Hey, we love creating presentations. That takes like five hours or it costs you a thousand bucks. Why not pay uh, free? I have a tool, feed it text. If you don't like it, like you said, you edit, you can easily edit this thing. You, yeah. it, it created 20 slides. I think in like, it was just like five minutes. Wow. Yeah, and well, you can obviously I mean, the amount of innovation that's happening right now is unbelievable in history. Right, right. I mean, it's, so it's you know, fun. It's fun. I know it is actually. It's People say it's scary, but that's when it's fun, folks. That's when it's fun. They always say blood in the streets as an investor. That's when you got to. That's you got to lean in to learn about this stuff. Yeah. All right, my guy. Now we're about to take you into our top ten. Are you ready? Sure. Let's go. 
Apple or Android? Apple. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube, Instagram or Facebook? Hey, I'm an I'm an old guy. Facebook. Facebook. And I also saw you on LinkedIn too. We're going to connect on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Uh, chicken or steak? Steak. Steak, baby. Laptop or smartphone? Laptop. Laptop. Spotify or Pandora? Spotify. Spotify. Movies or video games? Now you're hitting where it hurts. Oh, he's uh, like, hey, I like the video games once in a while. Uh, video games. Let's go. Reading books or listening to books? Listening to books. Listening. Uh, uh, stocks or real estate, if you're thinking of diversifying the portfolio? Stocks. Stocks. Keep liquid. Oceans or lakes, if you're thinking about a vacation? Hey, I'm a big Navy guy. Oceans. Let's go. What ocean would you want to go right now if you could go on a vacation? Like you're out of here. No work. All play. The Atlantic down by the Caribbean. Ooh, nice. Beautiful. The waters out there are incredibly, uh, the, the blue water is insane. It's like so insane. Um, from the West Coast, our water's so dirty compared to the, when you go out there. It's just like you can see way far underneath. We like to see what's underneath us. Uh, why do you love being you when you're waking up in the morning, getting pumped, energized, ready for your day? Why do you love being you, Mr. Kerry Sparrow? Hey, I, uh, I, I got a job in a company that I created with a team around me. That's fantastic. I have a family that's wonderful. I live in a really nice part of the world. Um, you know, every day has its share of ups and downs, but on balance, most of my days are pretty up. And that's the best thing about also being an entrepreneur too, is we, we get control of our time to do what we want to do. Even though some days we're working a lot, some days we're working maybe less because we have more things that we want to do with our own time. But yeah, like you said, uh, the ups and downs of business, of life, but most importantly that it's, it's um, I think the best thing about uh, entrepreneurship is that it's always giving us a new challenge. You're never set and just like, <laughs> I show up and just drink my coffee and then I do this and then I do that. And, you know, it's just never like that in, in, in entrepreneurship, no matter what industry you are in. Uh, that leads me to my next question. Do you think you'll ever retire from business? So I've always said I'd never see myself retiring. Yeah. Um, like the Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett. We're going to the right. end, baby. My story's evolved a little bit over the last few months, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I can see me taking a break uh, yeah. at some point, uh, a number of years from now. Uh, but uh, uh, wrapping up the team, just wrap it up. Take your salary, ramp up the team. I tell my dad, you can still do that with your business. You still run your business. You yeah. just take your, you know, whatever you're making, 200000 300000 400000 500000 600000 whatever it is, $100,000, you take that salary, you put that in employees, and you still, yeah. you know, can can oversee it, but obviously you're gonna have to bring in some some good folks to to you know. Yeah. You might not replace you completely. You're still gonna need to be there, give your wisdom, but you would have to work a lot less if you still wanted to keep the business. If you don't want to keep the business, then you just you leave. You just say, "I'm out. I'm done." And a lot of businesses they don't know what to do, like an accounting firm or something like that. They don't want to let their customers go, but they don't know exactly how to transition. I know that's something just because my father owns an accounting firm, and I know other customers that own kind of businesses like that. It's hard to transition from those kind of businesses, even if they got 12 employees and they got thousands of customers and whatever, it's still very hard for them to go, hey, how am I going to sell this? Or, hey, when I'm done, what happens? You know what I mean? It's like, it's an interesting predicament because it's a valuable business. It's like, do you want it to go to zero or do you want it? Because in that business, you have to have a CPA license. So you can't just anyone just come in and run it. Like, 
you know, so they have to find a buyer, you know, or, or, or goes to zero. They just say, Hey, buy and go to find another CPA. Um, it's an interesting predicament. I've heard this with doctors too. Same kind of idea. Um, some of them are just like, we're done and you go find another doctor. But then some of them are like, I care about my patients. I'm going to go to the end with them. You know, um, do you have a routine on how you start your day? Yeah, my day starts a little bit before my son wakes up. I come down, I clear emails. I um, have already looked at the calendar for the day the prior night. Nice. Um, so Great I know what I've done. Uh, this morning I came in and did a little bit of background research on this podcast. So whatever right. I need to be doing during the morning to, to get ready for the schedule. Then, you know, my son's up. I need, you know, pack him lunch, get him off to school. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I'm uh, try and build in some time to be in the whim, uh, the gym when the weather's cold or like this morning, I was out on a bike. Oh, Minnesota nice. Fantastic. For oh, bike, that's amazing. Riding around lakes. And then usually back by nine 30 and I'm hard at it until, uh, until about six 30 at night, nice. uh, pause for dinner and some time with the family. And then when everyone's asleep, get ready for the next day. Yeah. It's pretty much what it is uh, almost every day. That's amazing though. You get to take your son to school. You get those times to bond too. I, I lean into being a pop entrepreneur, even though I know it's affecting my businesses. I, I really appreciate the time that I have with them. And I know that it goes by so quick that I got a two and a four-year-old and I, I it's already flying by already. So, so I definitely so leave we, it. We turned it into a real advantage. Um, when I was, so about two year, two and a half years ago, uh, when we needed to really kind of grow our team, um, I looked at, uh, Part, people that could join part-time who had family situations or other Ooh. things outside of work nice. where they had a strong career, but now couldn't fit in a, you know, a standard corporate box right? right. and offer them a chance to come in and say, we're going to do really cool work. You're going to get, you know, something that continues to advance your own skills. And we're going to work around your, you know, your outside commitments. And Idol. as a result, not only was able to find great people that were on this, you know, would have been on the sidelines um, in right. some cases, but also folks that, you know, over time have just become really committed. So, yeah, I mean, I, I found that same in my business. Even if we had to scale down someone, I would rather not lose you. I would rather have you work four hours a week doing something you love. Yeah. Stay with me still do that job, then lose you completely and then have to find someone new, retrain them, et cetera. Uh, you know, maybe you were at 40 hours a week. Now you only do four life's different things like that or vice versa. You were at four. Now you're at 24. Now you're at 30 because you want take on more. But like you said, the ups and downs of whatever you have going else in your personal life, we don't want to lose you. And that's the, that's the, one of the negatives about this 40, 40 hours or nothing model is I don't want to lose someone. I'd rather have you work 10 hours for me or five hours or do something that you really love and stick to just that. And then we'll find someone else to do all the other stuff that was, you know, holding you back from, or, or you want to do something else with your time, you know, and uh, it makes total sense versus a lot of customers, uh, train employees, uh, get them ready, employees leave, find new employees, chain again. And it's like, oh, we're always finding new employees. Like, let's just find a way to keep these people somehow. A uh, couple last questions for you, my man. Is there a business or a tool that helps you run your business? Yeah, there's a bunch that we depend on. Oh, I will tell God. you the so some free some free product placement here. Uh, the one thing that's made the the biggest difference for us because um, we launched a uh, a browser based application about seven months ago. Oh, nice! That's awesome to do that. Um, and bringing in HubSpot was without a doubt probably the 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 biggest add in terms of efficiency and 
capability. Uh, right. that we, we use lots of other tools, oh, lots yeah. of other tools, but I would say that awesome. we're pretty impressed with, and have really built kind of our, uh, a number of business processes around that. Yeah. They've, that company has just grown and grown. I started my agency like 12, 13, well, it's 13 years ago. Now that company has just grown and grown since then, since like they started, it was, it's been incredible what they've been able to do for businesses. Um, the amount of tasks and things that they can just take away from your, your daily, you know, that bogs you down. Um, if you could sit down to a steak dinner with anyone, who would you want to sit down with today? I don't know if there's a, a single one. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard. Let's get a whole squad. <laughs> Let's bring the squad with us. <laughs> so, um, boy. You know, I think Howard Schultz, who started up Starbucks, is a pretty oh, interesting yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. There's a few people in politics that I won't name just because... Why go down that path? Right, right. Um, so, but in business, folks like Howard Schultz. Oh, yeah. Um, Elon Musk would be a really interesting guy to sit down with, I think. Yeah, I would too. I don't know. It would, he's my top I, guest. I he's my top. He, out, of all the, out of all our shows, yeah. he's definitely the most interesting guest, I think, because people are fascinated with like what he's thinking about each day. Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian. Ooh, is another like guy that. that I would love to, I'd love to sit down with. I like that. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. The Martian. I like that one. Neil deGrasse Tyson's another guy you can tell. I tend. Oh, to hell play. yeah. Me and my so, wife love Neil deGrasse. We love learning yeah. about the universe and just so and much. I tell you another things. one that a lot of folks would think is a, the the guy who does the show, uh, How I Built This, Guy Raz. Oh, yeah. Is another one that, uh, by the way, oh. free product placement there. I yeah, you're giving some plugs, baby. Let's go. So. <laughs> And then tell me, um, where's are the best place for people to learn more about the business? We're going to put it in the show notes, et cetera. I think it was uh, from what the one I saw was Wagescape. If you guys look it up, it's under the greenwich.hr. Uh, and so I'm going to put that in the show notes, greenwich.hr slash Wagescape. Uh, I believe that's yep. how you get to the interactive demo. We'll put the in the show notes. Next generation compensation data, folks. It's here. My man, Carrie is bringing it to you. Uh, well, sir, I really appreciate your soul, your passion, your energy for not only this life, but also for business. For This is incredible, uh, an incredible feat you know, that you did. And you took it the smart way. Like, hey, let's go after the job side. Let's go look at what's out there right now and uh, give you the real-time data. We, that's where we started the, our business, real-time outsource. It's because life is in real-time. Life is literally happening today. Why would you wait 24, like you said, 24 months? That's old data. That's old data. Let's get the new stuff, folks. Yep. So go check it out. Check my man out. Um, I hope you have yourselves a great day today, my my guy. Uh, you already you said you went on the bike today. You're already you're already feeling good today. Uh, but I hope you have yourselves a great great day today, folks. You've been hanging out with Carrie Sparrow and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you again so much for your time today, and let's keep being real. What another epic episode and uh if you enjoyed the episode today can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast the b-real show on itunes or your favorite podcast platform and also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy t huff a review i would really super appreciate it and thank you so much for listening today do you want to get featured on podcast guys you 
can be a guest. And that's right. You have a story and the people, uh, the good folks at I Love Podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcast.com. Do that every single day. This is a new company guys in the space of podcast agency and they realize a lot of the people in the the space are just it's just a commodity and it does, they don't care and these folks care and i literally love candy and the team at i love podcast and they are doing it right for their customers so you guys can be a guest on a show i love podcast.com that's i l u v podcast.com let's go